All The More podcast, where we are continually searching out scriptural truths all the more. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Levi Moore, and I'm joined by my co-host and brother, Aaron Moore. Each week, we look into God's Word and see what He has for us. So, let's go ahead and dive on into His Word and see what He has this week. Well, welcome everyone back to the All The More podcast. We're uh, glad to be back with you here this evening. Um, Aaron and I are, are finally, finally done with our semester uh, but me at Southwestern and Aaron at New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary. Um, so we are, uh, we're screaming in our minds, free at last, free at last, you know, um, uh, ready to uh, thankful that we're able to have a, a, a respite from our, our, uh, our, our, um, our studies. And anyhow, so the, uh, the, <clears throat> the, the topic this week, uh, we're going to be talking about, the uh, the CDC, otherwise known as the Church Discipline Committee. See, you, you thought I was going to be talking about the Center for Disease Control, but I wasn't. Um, but before we get, get any further, let's go ahead and welcome Aaron to the podcast. Hello, Aaron. Welcome to the podcast. It's good to be here. So, um, anyhow, we're uh, uh, we're going to be looking at, at two two main passages tonight. Um, uh, the first is Matthew eighteen fifteen to seventeen, and the second is First Corinthians five one through thirteen. Those are the two passages that really talk about uh, church discipline. Um, and, and so, Aaron and I are going to talk about you know some uh, uh, some of the misconceptions about uh, church discipline and and the purpose of it, the problems that require it, and the procedure with which to carry it out. Um, but. Uh, uh, Aaron, I, I wanted, wanted to ask you real quick. Uh, there, there, there's, um, there's, there's one verse that really comes to mind. Uh, you know, that, that that is taken out of context very often um, you know, about judging people. Uh, do, 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 do you know know what verse I'm talking about? I know what verse it is. I can't remember which one it is, but yeah, I remember. So, so uh, do, thou shalt not judge or something. Yeah, yes, yeah, like do not judge that you uh that you will not be judged. Right. Yeah, so so like that that is definitely one of those one of those verses that's taken way out of context all the time. Um yeah, cuz cuz you know, if if you keep on reading cuz that's that that comes from Matthew 7:1. If you keep on reading in Matthew 7, uh Jesus actually continues to say uh, you know, uh, do not give what is holy to dogs and do not throw away your pearls before swine. And then he, he, he continues on later in verse 15 uh, and says, beware of the false prophets who come to, to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You know, you know, he, you know so to, to back it up, Jesus isn't saying don't judge period. He's saying, you know, uh, you know, to judge rightly because Jesus says, says, says elsewhere. He says, I think it's in John, I can't remember the verse in the chapter and verse in, in John, but anyways, John, Jesus does say in John, you know, uh, judge rightly or judge with right judgment. Um, yeah, there is a there is a a, a time to judge, but uh, uh, you, you have to to apply the judging rightly. So, anyways, like I said, that that, that verse is t- is taken way out of context uh, many times. Um, Which that goes along with another verse also taken way out of context that has directly to do with what we're talking about. Is the uh, good old verse uh, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am in the midst of them. Right. So that's, that's a favorite verse used to you know, say that, oh, if we got two or three, we can have church. You know, Jesus is here. Even though if you're saved, you know, Jesus is dwelling within your heart to start with. So if you're there by yourself or you got two or three gathered or you got a hundred gathered, he's going to be there. Right. But it's speaking directly of what you're talking about, judging rightly. So I don't know if you want to go ahead and get into it, but you know, Matthew, yeah, that, that was Matthew 18 verse 20. And, uh, but you know, that's, uh, Jesus talking about dealing with the sinning brother in Matthew right? 18 verse 15 through 20. And basically uh, the, I don't know if you want to go ahead and get this, but I was going to say it, you know, talking about judging rightly, you know, first you go, uh, to, to the person you have trouble with, within the church with you're by yourself. Then the next time you take two or three and 
that what Jesus is saying here in that verse is oftentimes misconstrued as, you know, where two or three are gathered, I'm in the midst of them. Those in, I would take that as, you know, Jesus is there guiding and directing the discipline or the actions that you're taking as far as with the other person. Is that crazy to think that or what? Right. No, yeah, yeah, that, 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 that makes sense. But anyway, I was thinking, you know, that's, that's the verse I thought you were about to say whenever you said, the oh. not, thou shalt the not judge. Oh, uh, yeah. Because <laughs> that one's took way out of con. Both of those are took. Yeah, well, and and you, you keep keeping on with uh keeping on with, with, with your um uh Matthew eighteen twenty you know like you know when he's talking about two or three ga- being gathered there like it, it it talks about how um or rather it doesn't talk about this the the Jewish tra- tradition to have a synagogue what you know, there there had to had to be at least ten men um and so you know like you know, it, you know uh. That there had to be at least ten men to even have a have a synagogue and even to hold a public prayer. So, you know, uh, the, the, those those ten men, uh, you know, um, the the context here isn't talking about you know church. The, the the context for the two or three, you know, is you know points back upward to uh, uh, to verse uh, sixteen, I think it is. Um, you know, where, where Jesus says to, you know, to, to take one or two others along with you. And, and, and then you can, you know, so basically it's talking about what you having the proper number of witnesses there. Um, well, uh, before we actually get, get into the, uh, get into to re- reading the, the two passages in their, in their entirety, um, let, let, let's go ahead and, and, and talk about the, the actual purpose of, uh, of church discipline. Um, so, uh, Aaron, it, it, uh, if you were to summarize or kind of give give your thoughts on on what the purpose of church discipline is, what would it be? Well, first off, I would start off with the to take a step backwards about how the church polity of the church organization, how it's supposed to be running. One critical thing that you'll that to me shows the importance even more of the church discipline issue is the church autonomous issue. The the idea that each individual church is you know, self-governing itself, you know, under the authority of God. And talking about the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, this is a church discipline within the local church body that's all being autonomously run, governed by itself. It's actually a really good analogy because one reason the churches are autonomous and separate as far as not being ruled or, you know, by other churches is because it's a way to quarantine individual churches. So right. if one church becomes corrupted, not all of them are going to become corrupted. And so in church discipline, the idea behind it is, you know, people inevitably are going to go astray, whether in sin or they're going to, you know, you know, arguments come about within churches, disputes or all kinds of different situations. And church discipline is simply a way to try to diffuse the situation first before it gets out of hand. Uh, you know, by going to the person and discussing, like, if you have a problem with your brother, you need to go go to him first, and uh, which is basic common sense type of things. But anyway, if church discipline starts off with going to the person, hoping, hopefully they will repent from their sin or repent from their argument or their problem or whatever, and the idea is to want them to come back and repent and then come back and get standing with the church and Everybody goes on living living for Jesus, worshiping Jesus, best pals, everything like that. But the end result, if it doesn't go that way, people this is why people don't like church disciplines because you know, you Paul is very clear uh in Corinthians and other about removing somebody from the church who is refuses to uh, I guess repent because when people join a church, when you're joining a church and becoming a member of a church, going back to the governance you know, you're submitting yourself under the authority of that church and so you know you're not only you know you're each individual member is responsibility of the church and you're supposed to all uh encourage each other to good works and hold each other accountable things like that right and so it's, it's, if no one goes to you and starts the process of church discipline then they really don't love you to start with because if you're walking about to walk off the cliff and the man doesn't come to you and grab you and and try to discuss with you first, you know, this is wrong before you jump off the cliff, then they don't really care about you to start with. But anyway, the main thing is if they don't turn to repent, then Paul tells them to remove them from the church, just like the CDC so, uh, disease control, you know, you're going to remove the cancer or remove the pathogen or right. because it's going to infect, as he says in 
First uh, Corinthians chapter five in the very beginning that you're going to be, you know, it doesn't take a it takes a little bit of leaven to uh, basically contaminate everything. So you got to remove it. Right. Yeah. So I mean, you know, really, you know, the the, the there's uh, there are I, I guess it's really one purpose to uh, um, to church discipline, you know, and that is you know to uh to uh for for the church as the church as a christian body to uh to express its love for you know the 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 person who is uh in a known sin um it's, it's that this the church's expression of love to 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 draw them back to where they should be or to give them the opportunity to to fix you know what they're doing wrong um and, and and so I mean that that that's really the 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 main purpose uh, is is to uh, you know make sure that, that that person knows hey you're you were you were doing the wrong thing let let us help you get back on the right track it it also kind of uh, you know vindicates you know God you, you know so you know uh, I, I'm sure you would agree with me Aaron that, that God is holy would you not. Right. And so, yeah, if God is holy, you know, it says in Le- Leviticus nineteen two that you know you shall be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. So, you know, if we are being holy, if if God is holy, then we should be holy. So, if 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 we know of someone in our in our in the body of our church that is not being holy, then it is our responsibility as their brother or sister in Christ to go to them and say, "Hey, you're not doing the right thing." Um, you know, it, and and then then there's the you know the the, the whole you know the whole church as a whole, you know it you know, it's you know, to to you know, restore the purity of the church uh, because you know if you have people that are in the church living living in sin willingly uh, or willfully living in sin then um, that that stirs up a whole lot of problems in the church and then finally you know there there's the the actual you know the world. You know the the world, of course, looks on looks on you know the the business of the church and sees what the church does. And whenever they find out that oh, you know Billy Bob Thornton down the road, you know he's you know he's you know preaching one thing, but he's living 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 in sin. You know that that doesn't that doesn't bode well for for the church, and it doesn't reflect well on Christ either. So, um, but anyway, so uh, that that that. Is kind of the, the the general purpose of of um of the the discipline, but let, let's go ahead and and uh, and look at uh, Matthew eighteen verses fifteen to seventeen uh, to go ahead and, and, and kind of look look and see what it says here. So, starting verse fifteen, it says, "If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother." But if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you, that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. So that's some you know, pretty powerful words from our Lord and, Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, in plain English. I mean, I know it wasn't in. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, he spoke in Aramaic. Most likely, but you know, originally written in Greek, but I mean, it doesn't get any plainer than that, right? I mean, it's plain instructions, and and, and you know, nowhere in there, nowhere in there does it say that that it's a gossip fest, or it's a point the finger at everybody fest. It's a you know, it's a, it, you know, you know, look there at the end of verse fifteen. The, the the whole point of it, if he listens to you, you have gained your brother, you have restored your brother to, to you know, to his his rightful spot, you know, to his rightful holiness. Yeah, I mean, if 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 all this church discipline stuff is done correctly, it should be perfectly fine, and because you're not putting somebody on blast before the whole church, you're not you know going and discussing it with all the deacons or whatever. You know, one guy has got a problem with another guy. Or you know, some you know, you personally know some other person doing something, or like struggling with some kind of problem or sin, or you know, or they've you know, you know, been gossiping about you instead of you know gossiping about them back. You just go to them and alone to start with, try not to make it a big deal, hoping to resolve it. Well, like, and and you by doing that, I mean, you, you are extending to them grace. I mean, you you are being being gracious to them by not uh, by not you know. You know, th- you know, throwing all their business out, out out before the world, you know, just handle it discreetly, 
you know, and, 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 and then, you know, forgive and forget kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, and the, uh, in verse 16, you know, where it tells, says to, uh, you know, to take, you know, one or two others along with you, notice it doesn't say take the whole church with you or take the whole, you know, everybody, your brother, mother, and sister, and, and all your cousins too. It, the only purpose uh, or reason for taking one or two others with you is so that there will, there will be a chain of, you know, chain of evidence or chain of, uh, um, there'll be a, a, a way to substantiate your claim that this, that this person is not living rightly. Uh, if, you know, if it were to come before the church, um, you know, for the point, the purpose of judgment, um, yeah, because you know, uh, because you know, uh, uh, in Jewish custom, you know, it, it was required to have at least two witnesses to substantiate a claim. Um, and so, in this case, and bearing know, false witness is a sin. Right, right. Lying about somebody. So this this is protecting somebody being accused of sin. You know, bearing false witness. And now you got not saying that two or three people together can't lie. You know, about somebody. Right. But, you know, assuming that those are members are also in good standing with the church and they go to this person, then, you know, it's certainly better than hearsay. You know, he said, she says stuff. Right. It, yeah. So, so you, that, like, then you know, Jesus wraps it all, all up, says, you know, like, and, and if he doesn't listen to that, then you take it to take it to the church you know, as a whole. Um, and then it, if even after that, the whole church, like if he doesn't, if, if, the, if the, the, if the the person doesn't stop even after the whole church knows about it and is trying to help help them get get it get it fixed, then you know, you're to treat him uh, you know let let him be to you as a gentile and a tax collector. So tax collectors, uh, for those of you that haven't been paying attention to uh, the entirety of the history of humanity, tax mm-hmm. collectors are the uh, the scum of the earth in, in most people's eyes. They they don't like people taking their money. Uh, especially, especially in, uh, in, in in this time and day, whenever when Jesus is speaking here, you know, it was oftentimes it was a a, a Jew who had who according like in the eyes of of their people uh, was a turncoat you know, who who'd gotten buddy buddy with Rome and, and 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 would would take you know would take the small bit that Rome wanted and then it would oftentimes charge you know, three or four or even ten times the 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 rate that was supposed to be charged and they'd line their pockets with it so yeah i mean you know jesus says treat him like a tax collector and a gentile you know someone that can't even come into the you know, come come any closer to into the temple than the than, than the outermost you know outermost court so uh you know and and, and it's, it's not that's not to be hateful that's to you know set them straight to let them let them feel the the separation so that they can that you, that maybe that might snap them out, out you know, snap them out of their out of their craziness and, and get them back in line right but um that was uh the perspective of our Lord Jesus Christ of course right well there's another something I'll just say this real quick the you can see the evidence of or you can see the result of lack of church discipline because I was talking with a fellow pastor a couple months back and he had basically said in his church, uh, you know, church discipline has been dead for 60 or 70 years. And, um, you know, nobody does that, but you can see the result of it in churches across America. Uh, you know, with the advent of the me too movement then comes along, at least in the context of the Southern Baptist convention, all these sex abuse scandals and this, that, and the other, and all this stuff. And, it seems to me if a protocol of proper and biblical church discipline had been taking place the whole time, people have been held accountable. Uh, proper avenues would have been taken against these uh, abusers or pedophiles or whatever in the church. Uh, at the beginning, and I think there have been less of them because people were know or knew that something would happen to them. Right. You know that there's there's consequences and people holding each other accountable and. Also, First uh, Corinthians chapter six, Paul's really clear about. Uh, I can turn there real quick. He's really clear about you know, fellow Christians suing other Christians. He thought that was ridiculous, right? Um, you know, which is another thing about. You know, he makes it clear in in uh, chapter six, verses I guess one. He says, "Dare any of you having a matter against one another, go to the law before the unrighteous, or before the unrighteous." And not before the saints, you know, 
He says, do you not know that the saints will judge the world? You know, in the end times, the, the saints will be judging, or that says the 12 apostles or disciples said they'll be judging the world with Christ. They're sitting on the thrones next to him, judging the world with Christ. And he's basically saying, you, know, you got a problem in the church, you know, but there's a difference between sin and crime. You know, if there's a crime being committed in the church, you need to report the crime to the authority immediately. You don't need to so you there's no kind of cover-up, or at least the look of alleged cover-up, but if if there's some kind of petty dispute that's going to end up you suing somebody else in the church or another Christian and so, or vice versa, it needs to be handled within the church because it's ridiculous to take for righteous saved people, or at least supposedly righteous saved people to be, you know, taking their problems before unrighteous, you know, court instead of not first handling it within the church. Right. And so with no protocol of church discipline, no understanding of, Things need to be handled here first, unless it's a crime. Like I say, if some kind of terrible crime's been committed in the church or whatever, I mean, I think the church has a responsibility to report to it to the law immediately, and then you know deal with it later. You don't want to be harboring a criminal or right. a rapist or a you know a child molester or something like that. You know, but you know on basic stupid stuff that people sue each other every day for. You know, you probably shouldn't be suing anybody anyway, but especially within the church. Right. Well, and, and you, you talking about, you know, about, uh, uh, you know, church discipline and, 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 and you know, how over the past, you know, over the past century, how it is, uh, uh, drastically, uh, diminished in its frequency. Um, I, I, I was, when I was, when I was, uh, uh, you know, doing some, some reading you know, for this, uh, you know, for this episode, I, I, I came across, uh, came across, you know, uh, something someone had written. I can't, I can't remember who, who the, who it was. Um, I, I, uh, I failed in my, in, in my endeavor to notate who it was, but I wrote down the, the, the quote. So, um, just know that this is not from, this is not any brilliance of mine. This is someone else. But anyways, uh, he says, uh, to attempt to track, to attempt to attract worldly people into the church Today's church seems bent on showing them we're normal folks. We sin just as much as you do. We don't judge sin of any kind because Jesus told us not to judge. We're tolerant people. We're uh, just like you are. So come on and join us and you can feel safe with your sin. Uh, (laughs) When I read that, I I about fell out the chair. I was like, man, that is, that is spot on. Like that, uh, that guy, uh, I mean that that is really what 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 the uh, a lot of churches today have done. I mean, you know, it, it is true that we 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 uh, we in the church probably sin close to as much, if not just as much, as as those outside the church. Which is, I mean, it's sad, uh, but it's true, uh, and and that really shows or speaks volumes about you know about our own spiritual life and and our uh, um, yeah our our own you know, devotion to, to, you know, to God and, 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 and our own spiritual maturity. But, um, but anyhow, yeah, I, I, I just, I, I just thought that was, uh, what was you know, very well put. Um, but you know, you know, one, one, one thing though, uh, to combat that with scripture, uh, it, if you look in, in, in first John, uh, chapter two, verse 15, John says, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in him. So, so here we are, um, you know, with the, uh, um, you know, here we are, you know, you're trying to tell the world, Hey, we're just like you, but that's not what the, what the scripture tells us to be. We're not supposed to say we're just like you. We're supposed to be a peculiar people, which that's, from a passage somewhere else in scripture. I can't remember, I, I can't remember that, but it, I know scripture tells us that we're supposed to be a peculiar people, but well, that, that, that really good, uh, contemporary worship hymn, you know, come just as you are. It tells us just, just, just come just as you are, which I think that's a thing that's, that's crazy because I mean, people, that's another thing in the church. People are saying, you know, come just as you are, you know, we accept everybody, which, you know, and you know, Christ will accept you like that or whatever, but you, know, you can come just as you are, but, Understand that if you have a personal relationship with Christ and once you meet Christ, you can't stay the way you were. Right. I mean, that's the point. There's a, a transformation through the gospel that is going to happen. And so, yeah, people can come to the church just as you are. 
Right. But and, and, you can't have the expectation of staying that way. Right. That, 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 that's the whole purpose of sanctification. Like once right. you're once you're justified in Christ, then you then you, as you as you continue to follow Him, you're sanctified. You are made holy in Him and by Him. I mean, you're transformed. Yeah. So that I mean, that's going against what what you were just saying about the what everybody's churches are preaching nowadays. You know. Oh yeah. Well, well not all of them, but a lot of them. Well, and, and you know that 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 brings to mind another another passage in Romans twelve two. It says, "You know, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect." Um, and how are we transformed? By the Holy Spirit Himself. You know, yeah, you know, you know, he he starts first in our mind, and it's an outward flow. You know. Um, but anyhow, you, that, 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 uh, you know, like I said, you come just as you are, but don't stay that way. <laughs> well, it's impossible to stay that way if you really have. Right. I mean, you can't. And that, that's what I. That's what I tell people, and that's what I've. T- you know, I know that from personal experience. Uh, you can't just come there to the clubhouse and just be a member of the club and just be a whole home about it. I mean, there's something about. A relationship with Jesus Christ that will make people do things that like give your life for your friend type of thing like Christ did on the cross, you know, self-sacrifice, right. uh, loving your neighbor more than yourself, things like that. You know, those are foreign to what uh, the modern naturalistic atheistic worldview will tell you. You know, everything that a human is programmed to do is about self-preservation and survival. Right. And well, those things are, you know, antithetical to that worldview and that only comes through, you know, I mean, granted there's people who are unsaved that, you know, do self-sacrificial things, but on the day to day, you can't have that without Christ. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I, and, and you know, uh, we, we were actually talking about this, uh, uh, this evening with, uh, with my students here at the house, we were <clears throat> talking about how, uh, you know, those, those who subscribe to an atheistic worldview, um, you know, when it comes to the value of human life, uh, you know, they, they, you know, the human life has no meaning essentially i mean they're, they're, you have to steal from christianity to have any value right right well uh, and, and and you know, you know, you know for, for those that subscribe to this atheistic worldview that you know all they all they all they listen to is what science has to say well really and truly you know a human being is it, you know comes out to be nothing more than 200 dollars worth of minerals yep i mean you know, tops um, you know, cause you know, all the calcium, the carbon, you know, hydrogen, oxygen, nitrogen, whatever else, you know, that's basically all you come out to be. And I mean, you're worthless, but, uh, but yeah, you, you know, you know, like, like you're saying, you, you know, that there's nothing, uh, you know, you, you can come, you can come to Christ as you are, but, uh, you know, there, you will not, you know, if you are genuinely seeking after him, there is no way you will be able to stay as you are, um, yeah, you, you should you should expect to change, and the people around you should also, you know, your pastor, your member, fellow church members, right, will expect to see a change. You know, anyway, go ahead. But yeah, I I I, I think that that that's a, a good good point for us to to transition over here to to the passage in First Corinthians chapter five, and really it's you know five in its entirety because it's only thirteen verses long. Um, Very good one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and 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 you know, it 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 already it it uh it starts off you know, starts off strong. So here, in verse one of chapter five of First Corinthians, it says, uh, "It is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you, and of a kind that is not tolerated even among pagans. For a man has for a man has his father's wife, and you are arrogant. Ought you not rather to mourn? Let him who has done this be removed from among you." For though absent in body, I am present in spirit, and as if present, I have already pronounced judgment on the one who did such a thing. When you are assembled in the name of the Lord Jesus, and my spirit is present with the power of our Lord Jesus, you are to deliver this man to Satan for destruction of the flesh, so that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. Your boasting is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? Cleanse out the old leaven that you may be a new lump as you really are unleavened. For Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. 
Let us, therefore, celebrate the festival, not with the old leaven, the leaven of malice and evil, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. I wrote to you earlier, er, I wrote to you in my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people, not at all meaning the sexually immoral of this world, or the greedy and swindlers or idolaters, since then you would need to go out of the world. But now I am writing to you not to associate with anyone who bears the name of brother if he is guilty of sexual immorality or greed or is an idolater, reviler, drunkard, or swindler, not even to eat with such a one. For what have I to do with judging outsiders? Is it not those inside the church whom you are to judge? God judges those outside. Purge the evil person from among you. All right, Paul. (laughs) You're stepping on some toes, Paul. Um, man, yeah, you, you, Paul. He he he. Uh, he really doesn't doesn't uh doesn't hold back any punches there. Um, he uh he, he you know so 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 here you know uh for for those of you who don't know um you know any history of the Corinthian church, the church at Corinth was um it resembled very much today's world. Okay. It was, it was a highly litigious, uh, uh, you know, city. Everybody was suing everybody for nothing. Uh, you know, there, it was highly sexually prom- uh, promiscuous. Um, I mean, it, it like anything and everything you, you could think of or want to do was available to do or have or whatever there in Corinth. Um, so, so here, you know, even within the church there in Corinth, the uh, you know Paul says that that there was a man you know who basically you know is is sleeping around with his stepmom, uh, and I mean he he says that you know that 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 practice isn't even tolerated among the pagans and the pagans did some pretty crazy stuff let me tell you uh, and so so you know, you know, uh, you know how how are they to uh, how are they to respond well Paul says that they're supposed to cast him out of the church. Uh, but, but, but what, what's their attitude? Their attitude, as it says here in the start of verse two says, and you are arrogant. I mean, wow. What, what, what you think, Aaron? I'd like to hear Jetty Greer preach that. <laughs> yeah. Have at it. Oh man. Yeah, cause, cause, cause he, he fumbled up a lot of Romans and stuff preaching on the book of Romans, you know, he Mickey Mouse is around, but, um, I think you're not going to hear anybody not to be overcritical of the whole uh, modern evangelical stuff about, you know, it's all about evangel or, you know, we all, it's all about the gospel, which it is all about the gospel, but you're never going to hear any, any of these uh, denominational talking heads talk about casting people out and letting, you know, casting them out to Satan and letting him, him, you know, basically burn the flesh off of them so that they, their spirit is saved. You know, Paul's telling them to, Basically, you know, you've come to him and you try to talk to him like Jesus was telling us before in Matthew 18, and, and they refused. So now that they've refused, you cast them out, and uh, Satan is going to sift them. And you're hoping that Satan it will basically destroy the flesh, the flesh being the sinful things, and hopefully they'll come crawling back and, you know, repent and just, you know, become right so that they'll be saved. But, you know, I've heard somebody say today, you know, the Christians ought to whisper where the Bible whispers about issues and they should, you know, yell where the Bible yells about issues, basically saying that these sins are, I mean, all sin is sin, but they want us to Mickey Mouse around and, you know, don't call anybody out. But and the part is not about calling people out. You know, you want people to turn and repent, to, you know, do all this out of love and, and let people turn back and be reconciled with God and the church and everyone live happily ever after. But, that comes to a point when you got to run folks out. Right. Because, because you gotta, it's like Paul just said, it takes, it takes a little bit of leaven to leaven the whole lump. And, you know, the Trojan, uh, horse theory, you know, a couple of people disguised in a horse come in, take over a whole city, you know, that's happening in the, in the SBC right this minute. So I mentioned, and, um, you know, it doesn't take a whole lot of people, the tails wagging the dog and you need to nip it in the bud early. Yeah, you know, and and now now t- you're talking about you know the problems that need to be um, addressed with uh, w- you know by church discipline um, that you know that that there are a couple of qualifications 
um, that, that that must first be met before the church deals with a the church or, or really anyone in the church deals with uh, a problem you know as a form of church discipline um, first and foremost that person must be a professing believer they must be you know a Christian uh, they must also be associated with you know with a church uh, preferably your church if you're gonna, if you're going to be dealing with them in your church. Um, they must be, uh, you know, knowingly being disobedient, knowingly, like willfully being sinful is what, is what they are. Um, and then, uh, uh, it, it is especially helpful if, uh, if you can find, um, find scripture to back up, you know, the, the acts that they are, that they are, you know, sinning on. So, um, you know, uh, because you know, we we see here in First Corinthians that uh, you know, where is it here? It is actually reported that there is sexual sexual immorality among you. Uh, so you know, that there was a um, the, the the phrasing among you suggests that the person that the one doing the doing the deed is a part of that church. So you know, they are that he you know, he is uh, apparently uh, you know a brother within the church. He is associated with the church, and you know he he's he's knowingly uh, knowingly doing it, knowingly you know sin, sinning and doing it, um, because you know because you know, even the pagans know that that's not something you do, um, and so uh, you know that 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 that's really really you know what what you have to to uh, what you have to have to look at you know when when you're going to deal with with these 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 uh, sinful activities uh, with church discipline, um, now uh, uh, I, I, I'll in, I'll include this in the in the the, the show notes as well. But um, you know that th- there are, are quite quite a few. I, I'm I'm not not gonna not gonna go through all all these pa- all these pass the list of passages that I have here. But um, you know uh, if you if you if you know know that someone is you know is uh, you know uh, going against you know God's moral commandments, you know, then hey, they, you, that's something that needs to be dealt with. If there's some you know, unresolved relational sin, you know, be it gossip or anger or or something, you know, you know that deals with a with a relationship, you need to need to deal with that. Um, if someone is causing division in the church, that a hundred percent needs to be dealt with because that's you know a house divided cannot stand. Um, yeah, it, it, uh, if there's being any any false teaching or, or any any uh, uh, any doctrines that are that are that are false doctrines, that needs to be dealt with. And and you know, lastly, you know, if there's any kind of uh, uh, you know, any misconduct or disorderly conduct within the church, or better yet, uh, refusal to work, a- aka pew sitting, uh, you know, come and feed me kind of an attitude that needs to be dealt with because you know we are not called to be pew sitters we're called to be people seekers um you know, that, that, that that's, i'll speak to that real quick that's a common thing in a lot of churches you know especially in smaller churches you know the pastor is the only one who's getting paid so everybody thinks because he's the only getting paid it's his job to go do all this you know to do everything and you know we're the pastors there to serve the church and then they're the ones that are supposed to, you know, be the receivers and whatever. Which really, everybody's supposed to be serving each other, and and the pastor is simply the one who's been called out or ordained to bring the word and be the shepherd and this that and the other. But everyone else is just as responsible. And, and Paul's pretty hard on the folks in the remember Philippians maybe or no in Thessalonians about you know if you don't work you don't eat right. And he's basically saying that you, know, you guys are coming to me thinking that uh that I don't, I shouldn't be paid or whatever. Yeah. That, that's the, that's the, what the underlying context of it. It's the entitlement mentality that we're seeing today in our culture. But, but he tells them, he says, even though I have the right to ask you to be paid because and then he quotes the old Testament about, you know, don't muzzle the ox as it tra- treads out the grain. Right. He says, I'm working so I can pay for my own stuff and I'm making enough money so I can pay for everyone around me's their stuff so that I won't be a burden on, you, aka the church. So the idea is, everybody needs to be working, uh, you know, like working for the church as well as working for, you know, their, you know, money, employment, and everybody needs to be 
I mean, everybody needs to be working. And um, anyway. Yeah, I mean, that, 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 that's really it. Um, <clears throat> uh, and, and, you know, we, we, we've already kind of, we've already already dealt with the um the the kind of the, the procedures for how how the the church discipline should be carried out but just to kind of you know, kind of recap um you know first you have a private meeting with someone then we have you know uh a, a again another private meeting but you have you know, a, a witness or two you know this isn't this isn't your time to to, to go and, and, and call you know, you know Sally and Jill down the road and say hey let, you know, you know, guess what so and so is doing you know just just to tell them that, that this is hey you know I, I I need need you two to come with me to deal with this problem now a, another thing to note um I I, I would uh, I would highly recommend uh, that uh, and admonish you uh, especially so if 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 it's a problem with with a man. Let 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 a a man or a group of men go deal with them. If it's a if it's a woman, let a woman and a group of women go deal with them. You know you you know, you, you don't want to put yourself like you know, as a man. You don't want to put yourself in a position where you can uh, your integrity can be called into question or vice versa. You know a woman you know, with a man. You know like you, you don't want to put put any any risk in that because. Yeah, then your your credibility as a witness, you know, could possibly go out the window, uh, and you, and you and you don't want that. But um, but yeah. So private meeting, you know, one on one private meeting with witnesses, and then finally, you know, there's a uh, uh, an, an announcement, uh, an announcement made to the church, um, so that so that you know, it it can be dealt with by the church, um, and you know, if, if if that is if that is you know, finally. Um, if, if even then they don't do it, then of course, then there is a public exclusion from the church. Um, because you know, both Jesus says, you know, let him be as a Gentile and a tax collector to you. And Paul says, you know, remove the wicked man and, uh, from among you, uh, from among yourselves. Um, so the, it, it, that's, that's not just, I mean, you, you want to make it, make it so, so that they're not there. Um, but the most important piece that we haven't mentioned here yet um, is after they're excluded from the church, what next? So the, the, the whole goal of church discipline in this way is to make sure that this person uh, you know, is to give them the opportunity to get themselves fixed to, for God to work on them so, that, so, so they can get themselves back into the church and back in a right, a right way of life. And so if they, uh, when and if they, uh, they repent of their sins, and come to their senses, then it is time for there to be a public restoration of that person into the church. Um, you, know, you, you definitely don't want it to be, uh, you definitely want to be sure of, of this, but you know, I, I, I would even say that this would be, it would be something you know, to celebrate within the church. I mean, you know, uh, and, and of course you can, you can make, make it out to be a, you know, as big or a little celebration as, as, as the church sees fit. But, I mean, you know, anybody coming back to 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 the right way of living is 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 a uh, you know is something to celebrate, uh, in my opinion. What do you think, Aaron? Yeah, I mean that's the point is you know reconciliation between God and the person and the church and the person, <clears throat> and like some people probably disagree with that because I think well you're kicking them out of the church how are they supposed to get right and um, you know that's discrediting and underestimating the work of the Holy Spirit and um, because if they are indeed members of the church and you're practicing church membership properly that would mean that would have to be a what they refer to as a regenerate member which is a saved person and so if you believe which I do and once saved always saved then the idea should be that you know if you cast them out and they don't come back it's probably because they weren't saved it's the way I, I would look at it. I don't know if that's erred or not, but and if they are saved then they're going to come back because they're going to be convicted, hopefully. And, or, you know, be, I mean, Satan is real and Satan's going to shred folks. And so the, the idea is hopefully if nothing else, that will turn them back. Well, you know, what, what, uh, is, I, I would say, um, yeah, I, uh, that there was a, an instance of church discipline that, that my church had had to, to deal with, um, I want to say it was, 
probably it was almost two years ago now <clears throat> uh, probably uh maybe a year and a half ago uh, and uh basically the you know, the uh the uh the guy was um you know taken out 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 of his position within the church uh and he he stuck around for a little bit but then but uh uh, you know, anyways, he, he, he ended up, ended up, you know, you know, leaving the church altogether. Um, and, and, and you went to another church because, you know, uh, I mean, you know, I, I, I believe you know, he, he was, you know, he was a Christian, but he, um, he, 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 I don't think he wanted to humble himself before the church and, and, uh, and admit to his wrongdoing. So you know, he, well, he was, he just decided that he was going to go somewhere else where no one knew anything. Um, so, you know, uh, I, I can agree with you to an extent on the, on, on the, on the, the, the salvation aspect, but at the same time, I think sometimes it, it comes down to a matter of pride and, uh, and, and whether or not someone wants to humble themselves you know, before the church and recognize the church's authority. Yeah, that'll happen. And that's another reason why, um, when someone joins another church, People just automatically assume, you know, you accept the person coming for the church for membership. And people say, you know, well, I've already been saved. And they'll be like, well, were you a member of a church before? And, and there's this whole idea that, you know, they're moving their letter, if you've ever heard that. And which I, I, think, I think that's largely a practice within the Southern Baptist Convention. I'm not sure if that really happens much in other denominations or not. But yeah, and if it doesn't, it should. I mean, it's basically the idea, you know, if you've run a guy to your church for this, that, and the other. And they go to another church, and it's basically like a reference. You know, are you were you in good standing with the other one when you left? And um, you know, you don't want to slander the guy, but if you're telling the truth, it's not slander, right? But you know, you're just making the you know, if they ask you, then you just make them aware in the Christian loving type way that yeah, this guy has some problems. Maybe he's working him out now. You know, whatever. But but yeah, I I can see where there's a pride problem, and I also know of a time where a guy was. Uh, doing something he shouldn't have been doing pretty bad stuff. And he, uh, came before the church and, you know, publicly apologized to the person he wronged and to the whole church for dragging it down and asked for forgiveness and wanted to be, you know, made right with the church. And of course the church, you know, for, forgave him and then he came back and everything was hunky dory. And like, now you will never know anything happened. Right. And, so and, sometimes, and, I, and I mean, that, that that's the way it should be. Yeah. But, but then other times, if you don't do church discipline, then basically these people who are doing things wrong, if you, they're going to hold the church hostage. Uh, you know, they're going to be like, you know, if you say anything to me, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to take all these people with me. I'm going to cause a big stink. I'm going to do this on the other. And you can't let it get to that point. Right. So you need to, you know, which, you know, there's, and there's also a difference between public and private sin. You know, you're not trying to be the sin police, but if something's public enough to where you've heard about it, or you've witnessed it, you know, that's when you need to immediately go to them. And, and that's why, you know, you're keeping it private, saying private, and you're trying to just get the person to deal with it. And, you know, no need to blow everything up. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, the, 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 the whole purpose of, of church discipline is not, uh, is not for, for, you know, for us as, as members of a church to, uh, to get up on our, on our, high, yeah, we are, it's yeah. not, not, not a gossip fest. It's not, not us getting up on our high horse and, and, you know, being holier than thou, you know, it, it, it's, you know, because, you know, you know, like I've already said, you know, we, we are, we send, you know, our, 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 our centers just as much as they are. But, um, you know, so, you know, of course we need to you know, examine ourselves, um, you know, at, you know, before we deal with their problems. But, you know, it, it's not about being holier than someone. It's about, you know, keeping the church to, to a, holding the church to a high standard, holding that other person to to a standard which is honoring to God, uh, that's what it's about. Right. But um. <clears throat> uh, anyhow, you know, so so uh, uh you know, uh, you know, t- t- talking about this, th- this you know, restoration. You know, ho- hopefully, you know, hopefully, you know, you know there will be you know, godly sorrow involved. Um, you know, with this person, you know, when when they're uh, before they're restored, you know, uh. And there's a difference between godly sorrow and worldly sorrow. You know, worldly sorrow is, you know, they're 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 sorry they got caught, but you know, godly sorrow is they're they're sorry because well they they realize you know the the, the stupidness of their actions, the foolishness of their actions, um, and, and so uh, you know, and then hopefully you know 
there should also be uh, repentance shown in their deeds. Um, for instance, in uh, in um, Acts, um, hold on one second, let me pull this, pull this back up here. In uh, Acts 26, uh, verse 20, um, it says, uh, and th- th- this is talking about um, uh, King Agrippa, says, but declared first to those in Damascus, then uh, in Jerusalem and throughout all the region of Judea, and also to the to the Gentiles, that they should repent and turn to God, performing deeds um, in keeping with their repentance. So you know that that their their deeds, you know, their actions should reflect repentance. Um, and so you know, of course, that you know, there again is where where you you'll have have uh, your witnesses and everything you know coming into play, but. Um, but anyhow, you, you, I, 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 I know that your church discipline is one of those topics that, that, uh, you know, it's not one of the easiest things to do or, or to even talk about, you know, within the church a lot of times because, you know, people get their feelings hurt, but, uh, but it is, it is something that is very necessary and something that's been, um, neglected for far too long in the American church. Um, yep. Well, Aaron, uh, do, do you have anything, have anything else to add before we, uh, close out here? That's pretty much it. All right. Well, uh, guys, I just want to thank you all for listening and uh, for uh, uh, being patient with us with our our uh, uh, intermittent uh, posting. Uh, but we will uh, we're, we're gonna, gonna try to you know to 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 get back on a semi regular routine here, um, especially uh, in between the semester and and uh, in between the semesters here. But um, Lord, uh, you know, y'all, we we just continue to encourage you to. Uh, keep on searching out scriptural truths all the more. Thanks for listening to the All The More podcast. If you like what you've heard or are interested in other related content, head on over to allthemore.com. That's allthemore with two O's dot com. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or your other favorite podcasting app. Until next time, keep on searching out scriptural truths all the more.